password. Yeah. Hell yeah. Say that on live. Uh, Are we live? <laughs> yeah. What's up, Drew? Oh, shit. What's happening? I didn't know. <laughs> well, there's literally nothing there, so. Yeah, it's fine. What's up? I'm, we're back. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the second apocalypse. Welcome to the second apocalypse. I am Lord in Gaiaban, one of the more hard-humored Palantines. <laughs> <laughs> what are yeah. you? Are I'm Yilgrotha, uh, uh, the big, the hulking giant, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Um, let's let's uh, he yeah yeah that's that's who I am. <laughs> Just squaring up against a. Uh, Nair. Nair. And Nair calls him short or something. <laughs> yeah. Or Proyas does. Or you think he's... It's like... I think it's a dick joke. Yeah. Yeah. Taller than he is. Or shorter than he is tall. Or longer than he is short or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what's up, Jeff? He says, this is a random... This is random. Every apartment complex has dog treats, but no candy for humans. What the fuck, dude? You just gotta... Uh, Damn. Cut out the the missing variable and eat the dog treats I guess true one day we'll be scrounging for dog treats wearing fucking nuclear hazmat suits and mm-hmm. shit druid says he's a bag of kiri today nice dude <laughs> a sack a dime a dime sack of kiri <laughs> let me hit that <laughs> um, um yeah no like uh what was I thinking in um Parasite, that girl hmm. eats all the dog treats before she realizes they're for dogs. Dude, that show, or that movie, sorry, it's okay. it's really stressed me out. Really? Yeah, super stressful. They released a special edition in black and white after they won the Academy Award. Oh, great. Which I'm not sure what it does yeah. or doesn't do for the thing, but yeah, maybe that's just what you do when you, when you win big. Yeah, probably. I liked how... Um, Bong Joon-ho made his statues kiss. Did you ever see that picture? Uh-uh. He won two Oscars, and he was, like, pretending they were kissing <laughs> each other. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, it feels good to be back. I, like, I've been in a vortex of having a baby, and then there being, like, really sp- spooky, scary complications, and being in the hospital for a long time, and mm-hmm. now pediatricians saying we may have to go back to the hospital if little Mo Angus doesn't gain weight but it's good that we're doing this because it feels more normal mm-hmm. you know yeah um yeah I mean crazy that you have that sweet little baby out there yeah um little Nayu mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah my first son my first son Nayu um <laughs> Druid says how is little Sarl <laughs> <laughs> that truly is the the actual nickname <laughs> he's good, man. He's super chill. He's is just vibing, but he doesn't gain any weight. He loses weight. <laughs> so the pediatricians are all freaked out and making us also wigged out. But we're doing our best to try and make him get get some weight today. Um, but he yeah, needs those gains. He needs a gain. He needs to gain some weight. Um, <laughs> little sorrow. <laughs> the copper. <laughs> well, gonna, we gotta teach him that first words. I really enjoyed this chapter. I had a fun, a fun time reading it. Oh yeah. Um, it was a good one. It's exciting. Yeah, he needs some protein shakes for sure. Do you feel like ripping us, uh, ripping us off 
ripping into us. <laughs> ripping ass. Ripping ass on this uh, intro. Sure. Um, here we go. Well, we're at the Andiamine Heights again. Yes, Chef. <clears throat> and I quote. <laughs> <laughs> the event itself was unprecedented. Not since the fall of Kinei to the Skilvendi hordes had so mil- many potentates gathered in one place. But few knew mankind itself lay upon the balance. And who could guess that a brief exchange of glances, not the Shrya's edict, would tip that balance? Mm. But it, but is this not the very enigma of history? When one peers deep enough, one always finds that catastrophe and triumph, the proper object of the historian's scrutiny, inevitably turn upon the small, the trivial, and the nightmarishly accidental. Mm. When I reflect overmuch on this fact, I do not fear that we are drunks at the sacred dance, as Protathus writes, but that there is no dance at all. Drusus Kamian, Compendium of the First Holy War. Damn, that's chronic. Yeah. That was actually super fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so is he referring to whenever Kellis locks eyes with Zarias at the end? Uh, you think so? Yeah. When he... Zarias notices it's like a tri- yeah. love, love triangle. Chaos. Mm-hmm. And Zarias is like, <laughs> it's like, oh, look. he's looking at scales. <laughs> Kill it! <laughs> the old monkey man is just—he <laughs> finally got found out. Yeah, he was pushing it, walking up the stairs so easily. So but, easily, yeah. So primordially, <laughs> fucking ancient simian, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Australopithecus. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a good one. That's a good. It's uh, a good thing. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded this thing. Kind of reminded me of the Council of Elrond at Rivendell, but mm. Rivendell, not Dale, but but like a Baker version. Swashbuckling, mm-hmm. rapey, scary, black sludgy. Yeah, phallic. Phallic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very phallic. Yeah, like arguing, or I mean, I guess they're. They argue at the Council of Elrond, but... But not... Yeah, it's just a different vibe. It's the flair of Baker, <laughs> but you're right. It actually makes a lot of sense, because it's kind of the, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. We're going to get going. I love at the end, whenever everybody like is so stoked, <laughs> they're like, we're going on the holy war! <laughs> and they're like throwing their clothes off and running around. <laughs> Dude, I finished the book the other day just because I was um, impatient mm-hmm. while you were busy having a baby mm-hmm. and um, they just all go get wasted immediately after too yeah I forgot about that but they directly just start partying down. yeah it's so cool <laughs> um, and Jeff said he's referring to Archduke Franz Ferdinand and that's what I that's what man, Jeff and I are on the same page dude because <laughs> it's uh, like World War One, like just the most fuckery like it was all just on this pendulum it was all ready to crumble and then just this one thing happens and mm-hmm. it's all just pops off yeah um there's i i uh reread this uh <laughs> reread this reread of the chapter by this author jm reed uh, it's jmd-reed.com he um, does a chapter-by-chapter chapter breakdown of, I think, like, four or five of the seven books. Oh, wow. Um, I read his Crazy. stuff the f- 
as I was reading it the first time because I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Are we plagiarizing him? No, but well, I might, but <laughs> um, not play. Good no, artist, no. great artist, steal, right? Yeah. But he mentioned the epigraph, which is the fancy name for the quotes at the beginning, to um, be exactly what you said, Jeff. The um, whatever reference to the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. That was the final catalyst to World War One. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was uh, blown the fuck up by Gavrilo Princip of the Black Hand Anarchist Group, I believe. Oh, dang. And I just picture them as, like, mustache twirling with the circle bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, cartoon ass. Yeah, yeah, like the rope wick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, well, cool. Yep, yep, yep. What are we, uh, so we're... Are they just kind of walking to the chamber or whatever? They're walking to the meeting? Walking after midnight? What's happening in this first experience here? Um, let's see. Kellis is reflecting on the incalculability of the Holy War. Yeah, he's been honking on the uh, probability trance a lot more. Yeah. Um, which we've mentioned a bunch of times, but I felt real... Just the mention made me feel real Dune vibes of... Um, the prescience and the spice trips and stuff like mm-hmm. that and the golden path. He's like, but which is the right way, father? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's still the young Paul Atreides. He's not Muad'Dib yet. Right. Well, it's cool whenever he's interacting with the pragma. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is so cool. <laughs> just getting the shit slapped out of him constantly. <laughs> or like once a day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he just appears. <laughs> Say the verse! <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, something that I know... So, I, let's... What, what is actually happening, though? Like, what's... They're waiting for the Emperor to walk into the room, I believe. Okay. Or okay. they're chilling. The... Kind of like our team is chilling. Yeah. Um, which is Kellis and Proyas, um... And they are the three big guys that mm-hmm. we kind of stick with, though we meet um, a bunch of other people. And it's happening from Kellis's perspective, and he's thinking, um, he's kind of just, uh, yeah, he's just giving an overview of what's happened, basically. And at the end of one paragraph, he thinks, what mattered was that the Holy War eventually prevailed against the Phanum and bare him to Shima, to his father, his mission. And I underlined that and just wrote, like, just kind of just a psychopath. Just, like I, I was like Tony Soprano, like mm. all about me. Yeah, always obsessed with what I want to do. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he's very dedicated to the one objective. <laughs> I mean, Nair is too. Um, he's willing to be the. He's trying to be the fucking general of all of these assholes. Yeah, just so he can get there and kill his. Uh, his, his daddy too yeah his daddy daddy yeah well it's so funny my bias against um <laughs> i'm so biased against kellis and nair mm-hmm. i'm like well nair is like poetic and, <laughs> and emotional um but well, yeah it's so they're both similarly determined they all are so set in their in their goal mm-hmm um, and then Zynemus comes in with the comedic relief, and he says, I wonder what the emperor will make of a Scovindi drinking his wine and pinching his servant's bums. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Nair pinching anyone's bum, really. Yeah, I... Maybe, like, punching someone's <laughs> bum. 
like <laughs> punching his fist up their ass until they die. Like, yeah. Sorry, I said that, but there's like you know yeah. brutal. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Death fisting. Yeah, death fisting. Um. Um. Was yeah, that... I was wondering, like, just how many <laughs> jokes that Nayer did not laugh at. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like spitting. He spits. His mouth is all dry because he's been spitting at everybody. Mm, or he just calls him womanly. Yeah. Um. And then, let's see, so we got some chat, um, Jeff says, oh, well, Druid says Nair has the sickest mic drop, and the crowd goes wild, <laughs> yeah, he does, he has an amazing monologue at the end, mm -hmm. and then the best part about this reread is that it does feel like history, I, I agree with that, um, Jeff, and then, let's see, Druid says you could say Kella still has some, still has some humanity in him at this point, interesting. I think that, um, I agree with you, I think that that uh, kind of shines through in the chapter, not only in the flash, it's like, because the flashbacks are in here, mm -hmm. or, I don't know if that makes sense, but it shines through in the scene, at least in his inner dialogue, mm -hmm. but um, paired with the flashbacks, you humanize him a lot more, and I humanized him mm -hmm. a lot more in this chapter than other yeah. chapters. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's the robot bird? Um, that's a baby. Mwangus, uh, Jr. Jr. <laughs> My first son. And then Jeff says that dude accidentally sits in the emperor's chair. So does it really happen in history too? That was my favorite part. I just reread that like right before I came yeah, here. Yeah, very funny. Um, just so you guys all know, I'm pretending that, uh, Brian's baby is mine, just as Nair fathered a son and then Kellis immediately claimed it. Mm -hmm. Or tricked everybody into thinking it was his. Mm -hmm. I read online that there might be a Jokely going on. Because, um... Because Serwe, like, <laughs> didn't even remember it was Nair's after she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like, partially did. Yeah. So there might be some godly trickery going on. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, my, my son is uh, making a ruckus. Making a damn ruckus. Nice. He's, uh, I guess humans make sounds. Humans make sounds. He probably wants a bottle or some milk. Ripped from the void. Well, okay. let's, let's talk about the uh, the pragma. Kestriga Jekyll. <laughs> Jekyll. <laughs> There's so many good names in this. I know. Um, <clears throat> the senior brethren. Oh, wait. Yeah. Senior brethren of the Dunyane. Exactly. Um... I'm gonna see if Patricia needs help real quick. Okay. I'm sorry. You're good. I'm My gonna... fatherly instincts are wanting to make, to make sure I'm not being a deadbeat dad. I'm gonna be just like Kellis and be a deadbeat dad. No, that's fine. And then take all the credit for it. I'll be I'll be right back. Um, the pragma, uh, like what did Brian say? Come, come, jackal. Um. A senior brethren of the Dunyane, and it says that the meetings between such men and the young boys in the Dunyane usually resulted in anguish for the latter, the anguish of trial and revelation. So, uh, we get the long um, meditation scene broke up into a few different flashbacks. Um, I mean, it's all one flashback broken up into a few different sections, but... Um, it really seems like a point of illumination where it was like, obviously it's a arduous fucking seven days of him repeating words, but that this like 
one scene alone more than anything was like the point of illumination in his life where he understood his mission like the initiation into Dunyan manhood I think in a way um the first words they exchange the pragma says or asks you have drunk your fill as they directed you which I don't know if this was being literal or not I was wondering if maybe Kellett's like drank some speed potion or something because <laughs> Because the sentence, the logos is without beginning or end, is seven words, so it means he would have to meditate for seven days straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he's being watched the whole time, so he could sleep, but if you risk getting the shit slapped out of you, if Pragma yeah. finds you lacking. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that was curious, but inconsequential to the story. Seven days. I think it's uh, the Logos is without beginning or end. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the Logos is without beginning or end, young Kellis. Do you understand this? And Kellis says, no, Pragma. Um, Though he still suffered fear and hope, he had long before overcome his... Did you already talk about this? No, no, we're here. Okay. His compulsion to misrepresent the extent of his knowledge. A child had little choice when his teachers could see through faces. That's actually... um, really good lesson that I feel like I learned whenever I was in treatment what um, somebody asked me a question that I didn't know the answer to but I like you know you kind of want to know the answer or whatever and he was like it's fine to say you don't know mm-hmm. and I was like ah you're right <laughs> you became fully embodied yeah I became fully embalmed <laughs> <laughs> um and Jeff says he's a monk, so he has the strength. Yeah, he's I know this. This like this whole part gives me fucking Buddhist monastery trauma. <laughs> <laughs> back, um, back in your days of being a baby monk. Back in my days of being baby monk. Um. Yeah, so he's got the humility to admit that he um, doesn't know at least the full extent of the answer, mm-hmm. which is like. I don't think we see much humility in Kellis other than maybe in the last book telling Esmanette that she is his blind spot. Hmm. I think that's like the only other thing. Yeah. Um, that I can remember anyway. But yeah. But he's also this like eager beaver little fucking ass dude. And he's like, <laughs> like he interrupts him just because he wants to hear this story. Like, He's, like, so mm-hmm. excited about it. And the dude just slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> sends him rolling across the hard stone. Kellis scrambled back to position and wiped the blood from his nose. I know, he slapped him so hard. <laughs> the blow is a lesson, nothing more. Among the Dunyane, everything was a lesson. The yeah. pragma regarded him with utter dispassion. <laughs> that was, like, the best part. That's what I underlined. Yeah. Utter dispassion. <laughs> just, like, if anybody slapped me and made no facial reaction... I'd just stare back in shock. It would be scary, yeah. I mean, I'd be shocked if anybody just slapped me out of the blue, but... It would be it would be odd if that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, and he says, Interruption is weakness, young Kellis. It arises from the passions and not from the intellect, from the darkness that comes before. That's the name of the book. I know. Um, well, and then, so he kind of is drilling Kellis about what the Logos is and why, and... It's kind of similar to some fucking Benny Jesuit shit of like, are you an animal or are you a human? Ooh. Um, Good one. Because of the quandary of man. and <laughs> The goddamn quandary of I man. I know. So he says, indeed, and 
Okay, so Kella says, because like beasts, man stand within the circuit of before and after, and yet he apprehends the logos. He possesses intellect. And then the pragma says, indeed, and why, young Kellis, do the Dunyade breed for intellect? Why do we so assiduously train young children such as you in the ways of thought, limb, and face? And then Kellis says, because of the quandary of man, capital Q, capital M. Oh, yeah. Um, and what is the quandary of man? And then a bee comes into the hut. <laughs> Fucking bee! But it doesn't matter. I know, I'm so curious. <laughs> I love that, though. It kind of, like, it really set, puts me in the scene, because it... You know, in movies, things can feel so, um, like, clinical, almost. You're like, this is a scene, and they're in a room, and you don't really get immersed in the world outside of the room. Mm. But this, there's like a fucking bee coming in, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> this is happening in a whole world. It's like, the bee is there, and then, oh, I'm in Ishual. Mm-hmm. And I can see the mountains and stuff. I really appreciated that. Yeah, that's chill. That makes sense to me. I, I was just like, where's the, what's the, what's gonna happen what's with the, the bee? bee? <laughs> yeah. That's I the, I don't know, we're still worrying about that bee. Mm-hmm. Um... The what's the quandary of man? Um, the quandary of man is that he is a beast, that his appetites arise from the darkness of his soul, that his world assails him with arbitrary circumstance, and yet he apprehends the logos, um, which is to me is the same thing as the conscious that consciousness is the parent of all horrors. <laughs> yeah, I have that shirt on right now. Oh, that's sick. wait, no, no, that was the um, we yeah. truly. What is it? We do, in all honesty, hate this world. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking, um, <laughs> shout out Heaven's Gate cult. I, I love these shirts. <laughs> Druid said, uh, there are tales of masters of meditation able to spend months in a trance. Oh, for sure. That sounds exhausting, sounds but Gnostic. also epic. Oh, yeah. Gnostic, for sure. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing, to me, is like, um, like Theravada Buddhism. But like nihilist kind of because um so Kella says he's afflicted or whatever and oh so the pragma asks young Kellis, are you a perfect instrument of the logos and he says no and then he says why is that and Kellis says because i'm afflicted by passions i am my thoughts but the but the sources of my thoughts exceed me i do not own myself because the darkness comes comes before me excuse me um, so, oh, don't, don't go excusing yourself and make me look sloppy on, on the pod. Oh, no, we're, you, you're fine. <laughs> we're, you're a vibe. Um, <laughs> he says, indeed it does, child. What is the name we give the darkness that come, the dark sources of thought? He says, legion. We call them legion. That's heavy. That's very heavy. Um, what We're, is it called? In, is there a, a specific word in Buddhism? For the chaos of the mind or whatever or well is it just uh just dukkha? like dukkha yeah some fucking dukkha um i you know i know some buddhist stuff but not nearly as much as you i just thought it was interesting that he says i am my thoughts because at like the local place here wild heart i've heard people say i am not my thoughts a bunch like mm-hmm. that's what gives me comfort from the fucking intrusive thoughts of me like you know doing something crazy like when you have the urge to just flip your car over on the yeah. highway it's just neurochemicals and yeah your brain 
Your shitty-ass brain. And that's the thing. That's the darkness that comes before, though, is all the conditions that lead up to that thought arising. Mm -hmm. And then there's the moment of, like, am I this thought or am I not this thought? Am I an animal or am I a human? Um, Do I possess intellect or am I a beast kind of situation? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, some people, like, hit their wives and Mm -hmm. fucking do crazy shit. Yeah. No, for sure. And, like... Our own brains do generate, or minds generate. That's why Jeff just said that he was 12 again. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me every time. Bro, it's wild. Good to be back. That was a good, great timing. <laughs> I'm 12. <laughs> um, shit. Yeah, shit and fired. Uh-huh. Um, I forgot what I was talking about, but... We're all friends here. Baker's tripping a lot in this chapter or perhaps not tripping but it makes me wonder what i wrote down here okay <laughs> i wrote in my notes okay to myself <laughs> which is funny okay so how much does baker value dispassionate reason or logic versus passions feelings and humanity because because uh, mm. he's he as an author is scared of um ai destroying m- meaning in the world and probably I don't know, go and Terminator on us or something, but, but, um, that's what keeps us like wild and human and feral to some degree is not being robot. Well, is yeah, not being robots, but I guess we're trying to be in between beasts and robots. Yeah. I I mean, whenever you ask that question, what came to my mind was that he enjoys the, the juxtaposition between or like the space that his little pocket is the space between those two things. Mm-hmm. Just like he like kind of just hangs out in that orb and writes some crazy wild shit. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I like that answer. Um, I've probably said it before too, but like I think the um, <clears throat> Kisharam with the Suki, Suke mm-hmm. being a uh, magic of passion and feeling and also not being a damnable type of sorcery. Yeah shows that there's value in that at least in this world not that this world has to be everything he believes in but it's curious yeah yeah um but i feel like we hang out a lot more on the ration logic intellect side of shit Mm -hmm. um perhaps just because of the characters we follow like all the nasarimbers and commune's all up in his own head i guess too yeah he's just in a Pity whirlpool, mm-hmm. sorrow swamp, swamp <laughs> yeah. of sorrows. That's a, a place in Dark Souls. Oh, cool! There's a place in Virginia called the Great Dismal Swamp. <laughs> I'm gonna go there this year. Really? Yeah, that's sick. Mm-hmm. All right, we gotta get going. One thing that I thought was funny is the pragma raises a palsied hand. I thought that was an interesting mm. um, description. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's uh let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um Well, we flash back to the Andiamine Heights. Um that's what we're doing this whole chapter is going back to uh let's say eight years prior in Kellis's life and then the present moment. We get some good names. Um mm. the Enrithi Lords Galioth Oh, yeah, these are like peoples, but Galioth, Tydoni, Anoni, Thunieri, and even some Nansur. Um, but all the all the squads of people look more like soldiers than courtiers. Um, 
Oh, they're yeah. like ready to start fighting. They're not mm. like they're. This is what I got from it was they're supposedly there to parlay, but mm. they're trying to like force this through as quick as possible so they can have the mic drop in the party in the fucking war. Right. Like they're blood. They're bloodthirsty. Mm. They're lusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dirty, dusty, and lusty. Then there's also pubescent, pubescent slaves. Yeah. Um, with swelling breasts and cultish legs. Yeah, that was really descriptive and made me feel bad. What if they were just, like, fully enrobed, but Baker was, like, using x-ray glasses and was like, I'm gonna tell you about their titties. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, kind of weird, but you can see, like, all these armored fucking manly men and egos and everything, and then there's just these, like, child, presumably girls. Yeah. Um, well, maybe not. Yeah. Children is the point, really, yeah. that are naked and catering to their uh, dietary needs, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Jeff says, why is knowledge a sin? I mean... It's anti-authority? Yeah, I don't know. Because my personal... I was never raised religious, so I never thought of knowledge being a sin. Um, not consciously, I guess. That's why you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess maybe in this book, I would say, like, the sorcerers having the knowledge but not just the knowledge but like practicing the what is it like the language of the god or the um mimicking the the actions of gods or whatever they do is um knowing too much or having too much power mm. and mimicking god like you can't be too powerful or too smart or too influential i don't think because then the people up top feel threatened and they're yeah. little baby ego yeah wants to take you out mm -hmm. I, I don't know yeah um aping the god yeah. is a good way to put it also i love saying aping or like thinking that um it's a word in uh crossword puzzles a lot to ape Hell yeah. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> um, he also mentions, my family and I used to drive through the Great Dismal Swamp before they cut it down and leveled it. It's still sketchy as hell and probably has lots of dead bodies. Damn. Damn. Well, sorry for everybody that got tossed there, but also it's a bummer they cut it down and leveled it. Yeah. Um, you know, so grow up, it's the past, they naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. True. It's um, more Mediterranean climate, they all naked. Yeah, what a what a pleasant. Actually, I've never been. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming it's very pleasant. Um, what about Yelgrota? <laughs> What's this? Have you ever seen such a man? <laughs> I kept thinking of Shrankhammer, though. Yeah. Who is Shrankhammer? I don't know. It's somebody else. I'll figure it out later. But um, where's Yelgrota at? My poor little baby's so grumpy. Um. Have you ever seen such a man? <laughs> He's uh, chilling with Prince Skyelt of Thunyersis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and Prince Skyelt is standing in the shadow of the giant that they call Yalgrota. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so... <laughs> He's not, what, his name isn't actually Yalgrota. What is it? It's like, is it like British people are like, I'm called Michael? Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
okay, but is that your name? <laughs> exactly yeah. what you said. Um, I feel like just projecting that Yalgrota didn't really want to be like sized up as the biggest or second biggest guy. He was yeah. just trying to be silent and large. He well, didn't that's the thing be... about big people. <laughs> everyone's like, coming for you? Well, everyone's like, oh, that person's big. <laughs> I don't know. Like, my brother is a bigger bodied person. He's really strong or whatever. People will do like, well, I'm sure Robbie could help me with this. Or like, mm. they like assume that he wants to like be big and strong and stuff. And it's annoying. <laughs> They're just assuming he'll do manual labor for them. Yeah. <laughs> or like that's like the expectation. Like if you own a truck. Yeah, exactly. Damn. <laughs> Dump truck. <laughs> okay, I'm never going to work You're carrying the wa- that wagon. <laughs> But people, whenever people, like, think that I can do anything that involves using a tool, <laughs> like, it makes me so, I hate using tools. Oh, like, uh... Like, screwing things in, or, like, putting things together. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Dude, I was on tour with my ex's band, um, like, ten, literally ten years ago now. Long time. But we got a flat tire in northern Utah, and this highway patrol pulled over and it was me and another guy and then two women and he just like without words just like man shamed us so hard for not knowing how to change a tire like yeah. I didn't even learn how to drive till I was 29 yeah, <laughs> yeah true, true, true. so I didn't know how to change a flat tire <laughs> um when I was 24 and right fuck man I never felt um less of a man trash and i don't want to feel like a man except for when there's a flat tire <laughs> yeah oh dude real quick aside this guy on the off-ramp coming home from work today waved me down he was just, like pulled over and waved me down and super confusing but um his name was ahmed mm-hmm. and he told me that i had blue eyes like jesus and i was laughing because <laughs> Jesus did not have blue eyes. <laughs> you have blue eyes like white Jesus. And this dude was like a brown guy. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just like he was being, being very complimentary and I've got the beard and my long hair down. Like, but yeah, I don't know. Just being like, I, I don't, I wish you didn't have like this image of white ass Jesus in your head, but like, was he a little psychotic? You think? Uh, I didn't think he was psychotic, but he was stressing out. It was weird. He, like, had a very nice car, and he, like, had nice clothes and multiple rings on. Um, and he was, he said he needed money to get to Miami, and how much could I give him? And I was like, I literally don't have any cash. (laughs) I have $7 in Patreon money. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. That we don't know how to unlock. I can't get to it. Um, but he was, like, gonna give me this ring as, like, uh collateral to go bring him money because i was like i can get you some money at the atm or something and and I, he reached out this ring that like look, looked fancy but it could have been fake as fuck right but i was like no dude i'm not like i'm, I I'm not like a skate center you <laughs> know to give me your keys to rent skates yeah yeah exactly <clears throat> bowling out like you know yeah. your shoes but i went and got some cash and then came back and he was gone <laughs> He was a spirit, a highway spirit. It was very strange. He was like, like, I have money. He kept telling me he wasn't homeless. He's like, 
I'm not homeless, I swear. I paid $6,000 for this car, which, like, it looked nicer than that, too. Maybe that was just how much he's paid off so far. <laughs> <laughs> Button-down shirt, but... <laughs> and he had, an, he had a, like, his brother in the car, too. It's just very strange, but I have blue eyes like Jesus. <laughs> uh, I hope people don't think we're making fun of this person, but... Oh, Ahmed's the homie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just... I was just laughing at the fucking situation, too. Yeah. No he doubt. did say if uh, he wasn't there when I came back, that means somebody else helped him, so maybe he got hooked up. Yeah, maybe so. But sometimes when I meet someone strange or have a weird encounter, I kind of just think, like, what if that was all in my head or didn't happen? Or, I yeah, love it was that. a ghost. Where you're like, was that a spirit or, like, a real thing that just happened? Am I, like, a Greek myth right now? <laughs> Is a satyr about to come play a flute in my, in my face or something? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh, shit, that's wild. Oh, Ring Thing said that was him, uh, and then I took too long, so <laughs> hit me with your uh, PayPal. I'll, I'll hook it up. With $7. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Ring Thing? I'm glad you're here. Um, Jeff, Jeff said some... Oh, well, actually, yeah, yeah. Druid said, carefully curated knowledge is power. The less people that know something, the more leeway those who do know have. Absolutely. Power. That's what they're doing, banning all the gay quote-unquote gay books in florida and everywhere dude florida's buck wild yeah we don't yeah <laughs> that's where Ahmed's going maybe he'll take Ahmed. care of he'll start the revolution hopefully hopefully he's okay I imagine Jeff, he's not okay he's not homeless and he has he's money except for he doesn't have money it's not as hectic sounding as i'm telling the story that's like right. yeah whatever it's, it does sound like he was a little psychotic in the story, but he felt sounds pretty like, convincing to me. Sounds like he was like in a manic episode or something. Like I've talked to clients that are like, I'm, like I'm going to Miami uh, tonight. Like I I know it's a good idea or like it's a really good idea. My wife doesn't want me to, but I just know that it's the way. Maybe, dude. And it's like, damn, dude. You heard the Will Smith song? He's uh, trying to party in the city where the heat is on. Yeah. All night on the beach till the break of dawn. Yeah. Um, Jeff uh, says, I love that the Tidoni, they just have shrunken, <laughs> shrank heads on their belts. <laughs> and racist as hell, he says. <laughs> they pretty much hell's angels and nights. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dope comparison. And um, Sons of Anarchy. He's, he's trying Tidoni. to sell me shit. I didn't take it. Uh, maybe I should have taken the ring. You should have taken the ring. What if it was a temptation? <laughs> Yeah, it could have been some... It was on some Greek myth shit, for sure. So this is like, uh, yeah. Um, Yo, Grota. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe anyway. it was, um... Are there some ghost-ass people in the, like, in the last books? You know, the, uh, fuck it, never mind. Let me get to the two. The specter of the king and Kilogis? Well, yeah. What? Well, Yes, but remember whenever that, like, group of outriders gets stuck in the, like, haunted-ass oh, yeah. place where the strength don't even want to go? Mm -hmm. Are there ghosts there, or is it just, like, a real bad vibe? <laughs> uh, I don't remember if it explains it. It's just, like... They saw horrors beyond their comprehension, <laughs> and then they didn't even talk about it when they came back. Dude, that is the most fucking brutal like passage or scene or concept and then people like don't fuck with them afterwards yeah they're like avoiding like even 
associating with that guy. Yeah. It was, uh... Who oh, was fuck. it? Um, Sabon's brother? Some shit? Something... His name sounds like something to do with a cow or a bull. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, Seabull Vodka. Yeah, dude. Um, He's fucked. Oh, yeah. Shout out, uh... Slowly Red, he, like, mm. really digs Seabull. <laughs> yeah, he does. In those, um, rereads. Yeah. So, I think of him when I think of Seabull, but, yeah. yeah, that dude didn't, straight up not having a good time. Not having a good time. Then he gets scalded. <laughs> then he gets, like, kiss-ranged to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got some chat going on. Um, uh, let's see. Druid says, the shade of Florida, man, has blessed you with his privacy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> The shade. That's so good. Uh, hey, man. Hey, friend. You look like Jesus. Take this ring. Go give me some fucking money. But I don't need any money, but you go give me some. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, that dude had an eyeball in his heart. That was nuts. God. That was also another thing where I was like, wait, did this literally happen, <clears throat> mm-hmm. or is this just the horrors of mm. beyond one's con? Or I guess the horrors of consciousness. I think it literally happened, though, because yeah. you get the two-hearted sons, sons of, of the Hulka. <laughs> yeah. The two-hearted Hulk's sons of the Hulka, whatever. Um, All right, let, let's keep let's keep rolling. <clears throat> yeah, we should probably talk about the books. The book. I know it's fun to just go off on a tangent. Kellis has all the, like, dad jokes. Mm, like, he's got this dick yeah. joke that I've literally heard in, like, a sports stadium bathroom <laughs> later in the... Like when they're he and Zynemitz are pissing in the river. Yeah. Next, next chapter, but um, Kellis like diffuses the situation of uh, Proyas kind of pitting Nayer mm-hmm. or like imagining Nayer up against Yelgrota. He goes, Kellis goes, you think that he is not as long as he is tall. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which like still kind of don't get it. Everybody's like, like it has <laughs> to be a dick joke. Oh yeah. Yeah. Burst out Proyas. into... What's that? At least Proyas laughs. Oh, Proyas, yeah. Proyas is like... Oh, I love you, Dad! <laughs> trying Dad! To be Dad! Yeah. <laughs> love me! So it's like sad. looking around to... It's like when a kid looks at you, they fall down and then they look at you before they start crying. And then you look away. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you are not seen. This is a detachment theory. Where <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second apocalypse detachment theory episode. Um, Trademark that. Of course, Nair thinks to himself, play these fools if you must, Dunyane, but do not play me. Yeah, Nair is not laughing at any jokes. No, he's not taking, he's not taking any, any of it. But Proya says, you are beginning to remind me of Zynemus, my prince. And then Kellis. I'm not going to say anything bad about Kellis, but he thinks of the man he esteems above all others. So he's like, ah, he's starting to love me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> this is the chapter with the, um, the internal dialogue that like explains the plot is nice. Cause it's like easier to understand than other chapters, um, that I've read, but it reminds me a lot of the David Lynch Dune where, they like the studio just wouldn't let him have enough time to make the like they wouldn't let the movie be long enough mm. so they just like cram in facts people just think facts out loud yeah or like think the um connections the audience is supposed to make or whatever right. 
Yeah. But I want to be uh, led along a little bit because sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is all of this? Right. Um, then they mentioned the the Thunyeri with the shrink skulls hanging down between their legs like shriveled apples. Mm-hmm. Um, made me think of uh, Kellis and the heads. Yeah. But uh, apparently this is also a tradition. And, well, Sarl's got... Sarl likes a good head. He likes a head. Yeah. The captain. And he ties fucking Kasoders. I was wondering how... He- well, we've talked a lot about the water weight of a cabbage, but mm-hmm. when he ties his beard to Kasoders' hair and Dude. he's, like, walking around with it... So cool. It's like, what, I love 11 pounds? Baker. That's some neck strength. That's some neck strength, dude. Well, Sarl's stacked, man. Yeah. He's got all the power in the world. Speaking of loving Baker, do you want to show the stickers? Oh, yeah. Pete these stickers, everybody, that Jacob procured. We got some stickers made. Uh, Hopefully you can see them. <clears throat> they're um, a riff off of the Baker Skateboards logo, because um, I like skateboarding a lot, and I have been learning to use Photoshop on my phone, so mm-hmm. um, we're going to sell those for like a dollar a piece or something to get... Um, just to like raise a little bit of money for better equipment down the line like not that we're in dire need but um we have a bunch of them so um coming up i'll be in touch through the internet about how to procure them how to get me to send you some and if you just want one and want some and like don't have much money that's fine we'll work it out too no worries i want to spread the um spread the name i guess Spread the name, dude. See the stickers on stuff and have people have no idea what it's about. Mm-hmm. Or why it's in that block letter font, but... Yeah. I'm, uh, psyched on those. Yeah, they look good. Yeah. Zinnerit. Oh, yeah. What's, What's he doing? He is, uh, doesn't have any eyes. He's oh, naked. Right. He's emaciated, and he's f- freighted by heavy shackles about his neck. Good. Adjective. ankles. Verb? Yeah, yeah verb. Adverb? I don't know. Um... Pronoun. And Nair does not give one fuck. Oh, yeah, he's cold blood. Nair I mean, has a lot of cool stuff to say about Zenoret. Yeah. Uh, his phallus was also exposed. Just wanted to mention that. Was it? Um, he, The guardsman yanked Zenoret, um, the man, into sunlight. He wobbled drunkenly, heedless of his exposed phallus. Mm. Just wanted to mention, we get one phallus, no mention <laughs> of the curve. <laughs> it um, was a flaccid phallus because he just doesn't have any eyes. Yeah, and he's probably not too horny right now. Probably not without right. eyes. He's not a console violence fetish guy. Yeah, but there's a decent amount of eye gouging in this first series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is actually lots of it. Um, okay, but then we get in get into more Kellis and Pragma, young Kellis. <clears throat> he is being tasked with repeating a phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the logo says without beginning or end, and then he says that seven million more times. Yeah, a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, I, I was talking when you were gone for a second about how this ordeal, I guess that means the word ordeal means more to us, but this like one trial that he, they put him through seems to really be, like, the moment of initiation or illumination for Kellis. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been raised in the Dunyane, like, since he was born, obviously. He's, like, genetically engineered. But I think he really goes through, like, his... Con- 
not conversion, but conversion mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Like it, it, it's a it's real like it reason enlightening no spoon. Yeah. No spoon moment. Mm-hmm. More than anything else, like, it seems like this really just made him who he was more than this one event made him, it was like the tipping point, yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, he was leading up to it, but this is what, like, fully immersed him in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense, because you're saying words to yourself for seven days straight, perhaps um, in a Gnostic trance. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, and it's, it's, it's very simple. You know, whenever you look at yourself in the mirror for too long, and you, like, start to feel like you don't exist? Yeah. It's just that. Okay, dude, I had to mention this, but our old uh, therapist, Steven, mm-hmm. um, he told me once, literally told me this, that if you look in the mirror and repeat a sentence for 12 minutes a day for three weeks, you will come to believe it. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Dead serious. So That's you can brainwash so... yourself. I don't know why 12 minutes in three weeks. That was like some of the weirdest shit. Hmm. I love that. Steven but is so cool. Stare at yourself and you can convince yourself of anything. And I've never had the discipline to try it. You should try it, dude. Do I say I am God in the mirror for fucking... I don't know. I am happy. <laughs> <laughs> I am consistently happy. <laughs> I am consistently happy. <laughs> dude, fuck yeah. I mean, that's <clears throat> hilarious, but... Yeah. Not a bad idea. But let's let's keep it going, because we can't go too long this um, evening. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that he keeps talking... He keeps saying the words all night, and there's some nice descriptions of him, like, being cold and feeling sensations and whatever, and mm-hmm. then when the sun comes up, he gets this human moment where he was... The, when the sun broke from the glacier, he was dumbstruck by its beauty, mm-hmm. smoldering orange, cresting cold... Damn, that's a lot of adjectives. Yeah. Smoldering orange, cresting cold, plains of shining snow and ice. Um... And for a heartbeat, the proposition escaped him, and he thought only of the way the glacier reared, curved like the back of a beautiful woman, (laughs) and then the pragma slaps the shit out of him again. (laughs) I like, I see the pragma as like Rafiki jumping out of the tree. Yeah, I just think that's funny. Um, I I like that. That's a very, um, I don't know, that's a touching thing for me, because that's kind of my experience with Buddhism, is like, Seeking. People's laughing you. Yeah. No, but thinking that like dispassion is the way and seeking that and then having those moments of being like, oh that's really beautiful and then literally having the the pragma be like, No. And then that sucks. Mm-hmm. But like and then that being reinforced, like, yeah, that's Buddhism, you should keep doing that over and over again and then like one day you won't have to be reborn. <laughs> and so it's interesting rough um but yeah I don't know it's like I you said one time I don't really feel like I need to be a self-moving soul (laughs) yeah yeah it's pretty pretty true (laughs) yeah I don't care yeah (laughs) he says repeat the proposition (laughs) screaming so was he standing like sitting right next to him just waiting for him to fuck up the whole night or did he just like appear out of nowhere i don't know he probably he's probably just sitting there he could smell it on the air he's like yeah this horny ass sunrise is gonna get (laughs) (laughs) this sexy ass 
sunrise, <laughs> those bitchin' curves of the fucking glacier. Yeah, seriously. Oh, that's funny. We just get back to present time. Yes. Jeff mentions Kellis is pulling his Zin card from his deck. He uses other people's personalities to influence others, um, and uses the Zin card to trick Proyas. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, fully agree with you there. He is like, oh, I'm gonna mimic the dude he, like, loves the most, um, and, I guess, outpace him, be a better version of him. Mm-hmm. Um... Kellis is having some daddy thoughts. Yeah, he thinks to himself, they were in a labyrinth, a thousand thousand halls. <clears throat> so he's kind of trying to get a great, come to grips with what's going on as far as the stakes of the Holy War and how, what he needs to do to be able to manipulate it. Manipulate mm-hmm. <laughs> it. <laughs> um, he's like, man, these idiots really believe that I'm a prince. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think he says that it was easy. Yeah. Which, like, man... I wish I had the acting skills or the swagger to just... Well, do I wish that I could manipulate people? Uh, for fun, you know. Just Torture. like some fucking Frank Abagnale shit, the catch-me-if-you-can guy. Mm-hmm. That'd be so sick. Except for I'm not being a doctor or a lawyer, but just to be, like, convincing of something else just for fun or entertainment. Mm-hmm. Sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, trick your way into, like, this the VIP section concert or something like that. Right. Some people got it like that. Oh, yeah. They can just be like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. you'll do it. You'll do it. <laughs> Jedi mind tricks. I kind of do that sometimes. Fuck yeah. Teach you me your like, ways. Well, you Start should... slapping me. Here's why you should give that to me. <laughs> Here's why you want to give that to me. <laughs> yeah, if you phrase it in um, what how it benefits them. Yeah. There's a... Uh, <clears throat> some use of the, I learned this word yesterday some use of um, enthymeme in this um, chapter enthymeme is um, an element in logic it's an argument in which one premise is not explicitly stated so my understanding is you lead somebody to the conclusion themselves, mm-hmm. and then they think it's more genuine or powerful because they thought of it. It's incep. It's literally Inception mm. from the movie Inception. Yeah. Um, not somebody telling you what to do, but you thinking that you came up with it. Right. Which is um, how Kellis's dreams play into this. Mm. He tells everybody that he's dreamt of the Holy War. Right. Which um, I don't even may or may not be true because his um, dad has dream called him. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter if it's true or not, but uh, he's he doesn't... He plays really humble. Um, I guess a lot of people are claiming um, having dreams and prophecies about the Holy War, and one could not walk ten yards along the face, he said, without seeking seeing some hermit screech and gesticulate about his dreams. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, well, why do yours matter? And he's humble. He's like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, they don't. I don't know. And then Kellis, this is what he's doing. By claiming to be less than what he seemed, he moved men, even learned men like Proyas and Akamian, to hope or fear that he might be more. Mm. So that's my <clears throat> um, enthymeme uh, point of discussion. Yeah, that's... That's your your fucking dissertation. That's awesome dis- dissertation shit right there. Thanks. Um, Jeff is mentioning act like you belong. 
Yeah, um, I guess I like to try to sneak into the, well, knock on wood, haven't gotten caught here yet, but sneak into the movies just by going in the exit. Mm -hmm. And my dad is like, uh, my dad's like upper middle class, like, uh, academic dude but he likes to do so he's got the money to pay for a ticket or whatever but he likes to do the odd sneaker sneakeroni sneaky yeah he's a sneaky boy occasionally that's funny like uh he snuck onto the field of this college football game last year or something like he just went there early but then decided he like wanted to be like like courtside basically huh. and he was down there just like chilling with the coaches and stuff for some reason it, i don't know just a white man in america <laughs> just, just doing whatever he wants pretty much just <laughs> fracking the land yeah um, fracking the land yeah. yeah but uh <clears throat> he taught me that if you're wearing a coat and you take off your coat or jacket and hold it in your arm it looks like that you've been inside mm. so i don't know Oh, damn. Like, that's what I'd do if I'm at the movie theater, and I guess if it's fall, spring, or winter, not summer. Yeah. I try to pretend like uh, I've been in there. Yeah. Acclimated to the temperature. Acclimated. Um, um, while you go on, I'm going to check on Patricia and the baby. Okay. Druid says that Kellis isn't really lying, though. He is a prince, just not in the way they think. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know until, I think, in the second book when... Um, he gets caught and uh, circumfixed that he was claiming, like, I didn't, for whatever reason, register that um, he was claiming to be a specific prince of a place, the Prince of Atrathal, or, like, maybe that was just, like, a vague region, not an actual city, um, even though I don't know if they fucking have princes anymore in Atrathal, but, yeah, um... I thought he was just more of a vague, like, uh, powerful personality, but, um, like, throughout this, so, that he wasn't lying so much, specifically, but, but you're still absolutely right, Druid, that he, um, he's still a prince, he's just not the fucking literal prince. Druid also says, easier to speak oil and manipulate truth instead of lying. True. The best lies have a grain of truth in them. And, um, they're greased up with Imwama oil. Uh, Jeff says that he's walked into anime conventions. Day two, no one cares. Fuck yeah, dude. I saw, I think I saw, like, Kobe Bryant in the basket in some fucking basketball playoffs in, I don't know, years back now. Because... I went at, at halftime with my dad, and people smoked at halftime. I don't even know if people smoke cigarettes anymore, but, like, we just, like, hung out in the smoking section outside, and then they didn't check tickets on the way back in, so I got to see this basketball playoff game, which was kind of exciting. Um, <clears throat> well, still uh rolling with my brianless commentary hopefully i'm hitting the right points but there's some commentary on dreams that i wanted to talk about uh for the people of the three c's dreams no matter how trivial were a serious matter dreams were not as the dunyane had thought before moangus summons mere rehearsals ways for the soul to train itself for different eventualities dreams were the portal the place where the outside infiltrated the world where what transcended men, be it the future, the distant, the demonic, or the divine, found imperfect expression in the here and now. 
And man, I really like dreams. Um, I keep a note, running note in um, my phone where I log my dreams and I don't know, I don't keep them super specific usually, maybe some more detail certain days, but like uh, the, the new Dune movie too, before the title or the like studio logo I think pops up that has the um, throat singer dude say dreams are mes messages from the deep um, in the uh, Salusa Secundus um, whatever those soldiers are language I forgot and man I really want dreams to be more like prophetic or magical or spiritual than they are for me but it's usually like for me it's like uh usually something like this i had a dream gas price went up to 639 and i was pretty angry about it or another dream was my toenails were painted either blue or green so my dreams are typically mundane and i just like want it to be more of a supernatural mystical experience but you know perhaps i don't have that calling Perhaps mm -hmm. my dreams are just mere rehearsals and ways for the soul to train itself for the different eventualities, like getting a pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> Did I... Can I say something about dreams? Of course you can. I rarely find my dreams to be very significant, or I just don't remember them, but I did have, like, the most psychoanalyzable dream last night, I think. It was... I was on the lake on with Patricia and her dad on her dad's boat. My mom was there and we were going on the boat. The water was like a weird brown. It was too brown and the sky was like a weird orange. Um, and these huge waves were like, all of a sudden there was this huge wave that like barely missed us and it was so scary. Cause I was like, Patricia, like just like afraid for Patricia. I guess mm -hmm. it's like oh damn you could really talk about that probably like I wonder what the significance of waves are it's like so powerless I guess feelings of fear and like the immensity of I don't know having a kid or whatever yeah uh, in Jungian psychoanalysis water is um, the unconscious mm -hmm. oh so I don't know. Your <laughs> your unconscious is trying to pummel <laughs> your family. <laughs> that's uh, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Jeff um, <clears throat> mentions here in reference to um, what is it? I guess Moengus. Uh, Listen here, kid. This is how you rip off the world. The world. <laughs> Words I wish to tell my kids, dude. <laughs> yeah. You gotta teach them all the little scams and life hacks and. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think we missed something that Druid said. I don't know if you said this, but Druid mentioned that Kellis isn't really lying because he is a prince. He's just not in the way that they think. And yeah, like exactly like he said, easier to speak oil, manipulate truth instead of lying. Very, very true. To grease the hog. Yeah. The mm -hmm. grease, the pendulous phallus of the person you're trying to dupe. I was just going to say... Uh, my, I guess that's a white lie. And I'm like, that's a, of course it's white lie. I don't know. It just seems weird that they would call it a white lie because it's like not that bad. 
Uh-huh. You mean seeing, like... Like a racial thing. Yeah. It's weird. I always Shit's wonder weird. what, like... I don't know, like... African tribes from a couple hundred years ago or whatever, like, or South American people or what, anybody, like, if they have the same color theory of, like, black or dark is always evil and white right. is always good and pure, because, like, yeah. I could see that maybe, <clears throat> I don't know, I could see that maybe because, like, there's not a whole lot of bright white stuff in nature, True. some flowers and clouds and some bird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm str- like trying to come up with reasons. Well, it's probably very Judeo Christian to think that white is like heavenly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and like, I don't know, that is a good question. If that is just like super whitewashed, because I guess what comes to mind. Yeah. Is like, well, like if I'm outside and it's dark, I'm a little bit more on edge. Yeah. But I think that's a cop-out. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think the daytime versus the nighttime, the dark versus the light, but is makes sense for humans. It's more dangerous in the darkness, perhaps that the, with the darkness which comes before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know if, like, I, I don't know how literal or when it, it was applied to, like, skin color. Yeah. Because, like, Irish people used to be considered black, like, a couple hundred years ago or a hundred years ago here. Which is, like, insane, because I'm part Irish and I'm, like, white (laughs) as fuck. But, you know, it was, like, a sociological thing rather than... It was obviously a way to, like, shit on other people. Mm -hmm. But, um... That's wild. And, like, I'm sure the Irish people, like, still had a better leg up than, like... African people or African-American people that got fucking brought over here um, by slave ships, but, like, yeah. Yeah. Etymology. Etymology. Well, Um, Jeff says, I seriously doubt it. Night is scary to everyone. (laughs) Which is very true. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got hunted by coyotes in my neighborhood at night. What? I tell you that story? I don't think so. It was fucking crazy. You want to hear it? Yeah. Alright, so me, Bean, and Merlin were walking, like, in the middle of the night, like, at 2 a.m. probably, because I had just gotten off work, and there's all kinds of wildlife in this neighborhood. Foxes, owls, coyotes, deer. And I see this coyote in the road. We're, we're walking, you know, big road, the orange street, street lights, and it's quiet, it's awesome. And there's this coyote in the middle of the road. Usually, whenever... You see a coyote and it sees you, it scurries off. Mm-hmm. And that motherfucker just stood there and looked. And I was like, okay, dude. Like, I like tried to shoo him and he didn't shoo. And then all, like, I see out of the periphery of my vision another one creep up. <laughs> and then Ooh. another one came, came up. And I was like, you can't hunt me. <laughs> you can't do this. <laughs> I was like, I will still win this fight. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, desperate times, man. A big human, a big dog, and a small dog. Like, they definitely wanted Merlin. Mm-hmm. We could get Merlin, but I was like, Jesus Christ, you can't hunt me. That's crazy. <laughs> not in my neighborhood. Not in my neighborhood, man. Nimby, not in my backyard. Oh, shit. Uh, it's all good. Oh, but anyway, that's my coyote story. Jeff also said brother. Oh. I feel like uh, leaving that out would be unfair of unfair. me. Unfair. 
What's up? He wants a coyote jacket now. <laughs> um, I wish it was, um, my name was Coyote. You wish it was? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, we could make that happen. No. Um, That's fucked up, man. Dallas is still yeah. trying to calculate. Um, I mean, he's like winning over everybody, but mm-hmm. he's still trying to calculate exactly the reasons for anything. Ha- like, <laughs> what's happening. It's funny to be like, I don't know be like winning the situation but have no idea what's going on around you mm-hmm. like did you watch season three of twin peaks no this dude who his i don't know functionally like his brain is half gone in like a not like he he doesn't have like a disability it's like a literal not a literal i don't know this dude <laughs> who's not all there um because of weird tulpa shit um, Black Lodge, etc. Damn, this might not even be worth explaining. But... Is this a spoiler? Dude? <laughs> um, nah. Okay. He wins a shit ton of money at a casino. Is his name Dougie Jones? <clears throat> oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's Dougie Jones. Shout out to Druid. Yeah, uh, sorry, I don't know how to, I don't want to. Should I watch Peak, should I watch Season show? 3? The whole show? The whole show. Yeah, probably. I've never seen it. I really like it. Uh, I can see you either liking or hating it. I feel like I've started it a couple times and thought it was, like, super whack. It's like, uh, um, in kind of a sitcom, not sitcom, soap opera, on yeah. purpo- like, on purpose, so they, they toy with the, the tropes there. Oh. Um, some of it's genuine, for sure, but then it's also kind of like a horror mystery thing. I feel like I need to watch that. I mean, I, I'm a big fan, but... Oh, sick. Anyway, Dougie Jones, who's, like, can't really communicate and doesn't know what's going on, wins a shit ton of money at um, a casino, and people start calling him Mr. Jackpots, and mm. and he just doesn't even know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of how I pictured Kellis being, like, everything's going his way, and he's just like... Yeah. Yeah, the guy's <laughs> like, I'm gonna roll with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dougie fucking Jones. Um, then we get the moment where... Um, the young Galia Thane um, sits on the Emperor's stool, which uh, I'll have to look up what it's from, or maybe you can tell us, Jeff, but is a reference to history. He's chilling on the Emperor's stool because <laughs> he's, I don't know, tired of standing up. Then he's looking at some glazed pork jumyan, mm-hmm. jumyan that he'd pilfered from a slave, which I thought, pilfered. stealing from a slave, dude? The j- stealing the slaves, Jumyan. Yeah, dude, that's fucked up. Cold blooded, but um, and then staring at the naked man chained, um, the naked Skilvendi chained. Then when he finally realized what he was doing, he decided he rather liked the attention and began striking a series of mock imperial poses. The men of the tusk roared, and then Saban had to rein him in a little bit, mm-hmm. but. Then when um, the Emperor Zarias comes in and does the same pose, um, everybody starts fucking laughing. There's more aping. <laughs> um, he, mim- he did the same, the very same pose that the young Galioth had aped just moments before. <laughs> Kellis watched his face grow pale with rage as one of the eunuchs explained the laughter. That's funny. And he's kind of doing the as above, so below thing, I think, with mm-hmm. maybe reverse the left hand, but one hand facing down and then the other one facing up yeah he's been a real prick <laughs> <laughs> um 
That's all my commentary is. Fuck yeah, dude. Here's Jared's recommendation about Twin Peaks. You can skip half of season two, but season three is some of the best stuff David Lynch ever filmed. It's a great meta-narrative about TV, media, and how it affects the collective unconscious. Oh, damn. I I, thought it was just some cheesy-ass show. I didn't know. There's a... It's not just cheesy. There's definitely some, like, cheesy on-purpose stuff. Which is cool. Yeah, I I like that. Yeah. I, uh, it came out in 1991, I think, and um, my mom said that uh, she used to watch Twin Peaks with me as a baby. Oh, really? So I was two years old, and just when I learned that, like, last year, pretty recently, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm fucked up. Because <laughs> <laughs> You got brainwashed by David Lynch. Dude, there's some scary moments, if especially if you're alone. Hell yeah. I got scared. I need some horror in my life. Um, the... Uh, well, it was on, like, cable TV back in the day. Yeah. So the first two seasons don't have, like, gnarly horror. Yeah. Because they couldn't show too much fucked up shit. Yeah. But the third season's got... It was, like, direct to HBO or Showtime, so... Oh, cool. It's... It goes... Like a while out. Yeah. Jeff mentions <laughs> about the, um... The Galia Thane sitting... Uh... One of the Franks sat in the Emperor of Byzantium's, um... Stool, I guess. The Emperor was short... So he always sat to look taller during the first crusade. So he wasn't confident being a short king. He had to get the booster seat. Get that booster seat like fucking... What's in Game of Thrones? What's the Tyrion? No, not Tyrion. Tyrion's awesome. Joffrey? Joffrey. Mm -hmm. He needs a booster seat. Yeah. He needs to choke on some pork. (laughs) (laughs) Some pork jumyan. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, uh, that'd be a cool recipes from the apocalypse. This is from the second apocalypse. Apocalypse recipes? Yeah, hell yeah. So this is the moment where, um, Kellis is, when he's pondering everything, he's, he notices one face Mm. that he can't solve. Yeah. Which is the face of Skaos. Yes, a different face among the councils. Troubling face. Which I thought was kind of funny. (laughs) How troubling. He's, he knows trouble when he sees it. Big trouble. Chaos. It was the subtlest of incongruities, a vague wrongness that drew his in- attention at first. Um, <clears throat> it's he, He's like, sized him up. He's an old man, obviously gets respect. Uh, somebody's murmuring to him, and he deduces the name because somebody says Chaos. Which is like, do you need to say the guy's name when you're talking right next to him? Right. Like, hey, Brian, let me tell you a secret. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were talking shit about him or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy, this monkey man over he, here. Yeah, he walks like a freaking... <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet his palace, uh, phallus isn't even that pendulous. Yeah. But, um... Except you know it is. He's <laughs> he's got the big. skin spy. Yeah, greased horn. <laughs> um, but he he decides this dude is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> just like not not a human. Like something's good. wrong. A single indecipherable face among a welter of transparent expressions. Skiss, are you my father's work? Dad, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you hear a noise and you. You want to make sure it's like someone you know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Dad, please, is that is that you? Just say something if it's you. I don't know. I remember being scared mm-hmm. of luck in moments like that. Yeah. My dad probably just pretended it wasn't too to mess with me. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, and then we can skip into more Logos stuff. Kellis is on the tail end of his trance. <clears throat> um, he gets to the word the. The. Am I skipping too fast? No, 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 you're good. We gotta probably try to wrap it up kind of soon. We're doing speed round today. I was wondering, did he really need to do the word the? But the. then the next couple paragraphs pretty much say that the was the crux of it all. Yeah. Which I didn't really get, but he gets to the no thought. No, no thought, thought, just vibes. Except for I don't think he allows Cringe. himself any vibes. No. But no thought. Um, Unconditioned. He's, yeah, he breaks free. He's now a self-moving soul that will never have fun or feel pleasure <laughs> or fucking... Yeah, just chase the carrot of intellect. Mm-hmm. Like a, a dweeb. A dweeb. But he's like hench built up. Yeah. There is some stuff later on they talk about that I think is pretty interesting. Um, but it's later on. Jeff says scaring your children is a god-given right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, and then there's some Twin Peaks advice from okay. Druid. Uh, um, if you want to check that out yeah. after, probably. Yeah, this. What? I'm just reading it. Oh, you're good. Yeah, that's good advice. I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, that's another thing we can discuss, too. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, Zarias... Back in the present, Zarias is trying to challenge Nayer with uh, Zunarit. Yeah. He's like, I fucked you guys up. See? Here's here's proof. And, and uh, Nayer's like, that's nothing. I don't even see that person. Yeah. He's just stone cold. He's like, well, we've broke... Haven't we not broken him? You have broken nothing. You have broken nothing. <clears throat> I liked uh, Kellis realizes that Zarias mm. is accustomed to recovering from blunders. Yeah. He's he's quick, he's clever. I know, yeah. Zarias does his double, like, seesaw, dipshit, head. <laughs> like, he's the emperor. <laughs> he's, he's having a, a moment to shine. Yeah. Maybe get get a little polish, polish a they little have, shine. They definitely have a little tit for tat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Zarias is like, well, yeah, to break one man is to break nothing, I suppose. It's too easy to break a man, but break a people, surely this is something, no? And then he keeps on goading him, and he says, Your people, Skilvendi, broken at Cayuth. Weren't you at Cayuth? And Nair, this whole scene, okay, Nair really gets knocked down a couple pegs in this scene. He really has to commit to the story mm -hmm. that he and Kellis are spinning, and I imagine it's really difficult for him, and it makes me feel bad. But he doesn't say anything to that. He doesn't, like, come back with a retort. Um, too much, but he does say, I was schooled at Cayuth, which I thought was cool. Circled that. Schooled. Yeah. Um, and then Z Zarias goes, where are you now? <laughs> <laughs> he finally got the W. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he just says, Compass was my lesson. And he starts going in and it confuses the emperor. And, uh, yeah. War is intellect. Yeah. We get um, a, a strange term um, that he's monologuing, but Nair says that about Confus and the, from the Skilvendi, he learned the importance of Gobakzoi, 
the moment that one must read his enemy from afar and strike at the instant of their imbalance. Mm. I think that shows just how revered war is and how much of a part of the culture is that there's like a thousand words for snow type of thing. Yeah. There's a, there's the gabaksoi. <laughs> um, but he drops... The moment. Yeah. That special moment. Flow but, state. Oh, yeah. Um, but like you said, the war's intellect line is like... The hammer. Yeah. Because um, that shows that he was there when Confus was um, maybe a, like his proudest moment up to date in his whole life. Like biggest victory ever for sure. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's when he was laying face down in the mud with the oh, dirt in his mouth. I did not even connect the two. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Get fucked. Yeah. There's so, a beast. Check this out. He, he drops that. The get fucked line, war is intellect. The shock was plain on the imperial nephew's face, and Kellis wondered at the force of these words. Um, and it's tense, but yeah, he fucks him up in That's a way crazy. that just, it's like, you and me are the only ones that get this. Yeah. Although at that moment, Nair was like, laying in blood and mud and horse Oh yeah. grease, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Compass doesn't know that. Compass yeah. might have thought Nair was skulking in the shadows with his knees in the dirt. That's true. Um, Druid says that right here, Nair has to prove and fight against his masculinity at the same time. Mm. Um, he's definitely... I feel like it's against his uh, ego or his desire, but he definitely knocks himself down a couple pegs. Like, humbles himself to make a point mm -hmm. to be believable i think where he'll i don't know it's like if you get somebody that gets their ass kicked that admits they got their ass kicked is mm -hmm. like so much better than somebody that's like oh it was, it was close like yeah you should see the other you know right like i don't know it shows you stronger if you can admit to what happened yeah and it's like it's okay to say you don't know something yeah like they taught you at um Come Bumberland Heights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Druid, I'm sorry. He said, my God, I just got the cringiest Zoomer gamer gear ad. I'm sorry, dude. I don't know how to turn the ads off this shit. Was it like a Twitch ad? I'm sorry. And then Jeff says, this is Rice, maybe the third or fourth smartest man in the room. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry about the ad. It's really annoying. Does, it, does Twitch just like send out ads for letting it a stream or something? I guess so. I don't know. We need to <laughs> break Twitch and break Patreon because they're not doing what we want. Yeah. And Druid says Nair says some 15 different Skilvendi words of war detailing specific tactics when he's teaching Kellis and the Warrior Prophet. And it is glorious. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Um, uh, random ads when you refresh the page. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, Sorry. Thank you for struggling through it for us. Yeah. It doesn't make us, like, money. It's no, like, I mean, it's like... What? Point zero zero fucking three cents. It's not like it's anything that's helpful to us. So, I'm sorry. It's yeah. Convenient. We, we wish they weren't there, but we aren't smart enough to figure it out yet. My war is not intellect. <laughs> <laughs> Bristled gothy elk, dude. <clears throat> um, but, uh... 
Achilles understood the stakes of this whole exchange. The emperor needed to show the incompetence of the Skilbendi. Zarias had made his indenture the price of Vicari Confis. Like any merchant, Zarias could justify this price only by maligning the wares of his competitors. So that's the stakes. That's literally what's happening in this mm. chapter. Mm -hmm. Is They're trying to wager, a, broker a deal. Mm -hmm. um, they uh, <clears throat> try to explain Swazond. Yeah. It's um, pretty cool. Yeah. It's people not... People without gods... Which they says. totally have a god, though. The no god. <clears throat> right. Um, but, yeah. I, I still prefer um, Nair's own explanation later, but yeah, we'll get to that at some point. So, Confus is describing the Swazond. Right. Okay, yeah. He describes them... Um, these scars are called Swazond, a word that means dyings. To us, they're little more than savage trophies. Um... But they're far more to the Skilvendi. Those dyings are their only purpose. The very meaning of their lives is written into those scars. Our dyings. Do you understand this? So he's suggesting that um, Nair just wants to kill motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is, like, kind of true. Yeah. But there's more to that. There's more. And, um... Who is it? Confess is goading price. He goes... Ask him, Proyas, ask him what moves his soul, which the self-moving soul thing, mm -hmm. I like that, because uh, Confus doesn't know the whole backstory of Kellis being a Dunyan, yeah. the Logos, he just happens to say the exact same words, you know, huh. tricky, it's like the story was written by uh, a guy or something, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but Kellis can't keep his eyes off Skaeus, mm -hmm. the nuanced musculature that produced his expression was unrecognizable. His face was not a face. It's <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Limbs, slender limbs folded and pressed into the simulacrum of a face. Mm -hmm. How is this possible? What is this man? <laughs> and then abruptly Skaos's eyes flashed to his own. The rutted brow clenched into a false frown. Again, I love the skin spies and their commitment to their roles. <laughs> method actors yeah um and Kellis is trying to play it off all like yeah. when you make awkward eye contact with somebody it's like <laughs> inception and of like they're both pretending to be people pretending to be people <laughs> dude yeah you know what I mean for sure they both see each other as something that is what they truly are yeah I didn't think of it going both ways but this is what tips off the Emperor. The Emperor <laughs> notices that Kellis is staring at Skaos, and he's like, notes that. He's like, all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> After this, he's going to get a talking to. Yeah. That's funny, man. Um, oh, um, let's see. Proyas gives a good burn to Confus. Because uh, Confus mentions, or sorry, Proyas mentions something about a mandate schoolman. <clears throat> um, and then... Confus says mandate stories are worthless, and Proyas says perhaps, but uh, but of a par with Nansur stories. He's like, bitch. <laughs> Suck on that. that. Yeah. Gothielk starts yelling. Um, <laughs> Grizzled Gothielk. Shout out Gothielk. Nair um, spits in Confus's direction. I feel like Nair would be out of 
I mean, that, that man's uh, salivary glands. Yeah, they're buck wild. Yeah. We skip back to Kellis being an enlightened mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. He, uh, the pragma throws a fucking knife at him. <laughs> <laughs> After seven days in tower. Classic. I was confused because it says a watery knife, like a rope in water. Yeah, it was confusing. It's a knife. It's a knife. It's a knife. It just throws a fucking it's knife a at him. But Kellis, um, uses his, uh, ultra-powerful instincts and muscles, and the fucking pommel slaps against his palm. I have been legion, now I understand. Yeah, one of the things that stuck out to me in this, in my comparison between, like, Buddhist enlightenment and the Logos, so, like, in Buddhist, they're kind of going towards the same thing of wanting to, like, get rid of, like, passion is the cause of suffering, or, like, getting wrapped up in passion is cause of suffering and to eliminate the passion or eliminate the craving is the cessation of that suffering or confusion or whatever um but so it starts off by saying no thought oh sorry no thought the boy extinguished only a place this place so that kind of differs from traditional like what Theravon buddhists would call or would like talk about enlightenment because there would be no place it would be only not place Mm. it would be only empty so it's like i kind of think it gets a little bit confused but it's like it's the there is no spoon type of thing like there isn't actually a spoon it's just sensation or it's just seeing or there's no sight it's just seeing type of thing is there a now not really (laughs) (laughs) no what is there emptiness (laughs) <laughs> fuck yeah <dude. laughs> that's 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 the jam there there is i wish i understood but maybe one day you gotta glimpse the logos dude yeah i'd rather glimpse the inverse fire i think <laughs> seems more direct dude i've seen the inverse fire the past two weeks <laughs> straight up yeah we haven't even gotten to talk about that but that was a sick ass text message you sent me oh said, yeah i've glimpsed the inverse fire <laughs> that was like Day seven of being in the hospital. Oh, horrible. What a world, man. Yeah, we haven't seen each other in, uh, like, 14, maybe 14 days or something, mm-hmm. so. I missed you. Miss you too, bud. Um, you want to jump somewhere? I can, um, I can power through this yeah, uh, let's, pony. Yeah, let's, let's power through. We're almost done, pretty much. Um, Nair wants to sound confus. Like with the stick in his dick? Yeah, it says you would sound me. <laughs> oh, rough. <laughs> says that a couple times. Um, <laughs> Catheter guy. But he does some cool shit. Nair, um, let's see. So somebody, a compass, is saying his heart must cry for vengeance. And, oh, the Nair is saying, and you say this because your heart would so cry, but my heart is not your heart. This is why it is a riddle to you. Um... And then he pops off and he says, Zinner is not the name of shame to the people. It is not even a name. Um, he is the other. But you who would mistake your heart for mine, who see only Skilvendi, or sorry, who see only two Skilvendi, one broken, one erect, think he must still belong to me. You think his degradation is my own and that I would avenge this. Confus would have you think this. Why else would Zinner be among us? What better way to discredit the strong man than by making a broken man his double? Perhaps it is the Nansura heart that should be sounded. 
I just oh. thought that was cool. It's epic. Um, yeah, and I like the part too. He who does not ride among us is not us. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a thing in different cultures. I mean, it's not a real culture, but the Dothraki mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones have that yeah. where if you can't ride, then you're worthless. And, yeah. And uh, I like how their cultural values um, of the Scovendi don't make sense to the um, Nansur. Mm-hmm. They're very anarchic, kind of. Yeah, maybe, they've got... maybe not. No, they're they're kind of they're not really, but they've the man a man's got to have a code, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's that. Except for I haven't watched The Wire, but I heard it's gritty and real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Druid, is it a or no? Um... Jeff, is it a stereotype that white people love The Wire because they think it's gritty? (laughs) (laughs) I read that. I feel like that's very true. Um, You should watch it. It's really gritty. Who, anarcho-primitivists? Yeah, that scene. It's like their society is loosely anarchic, but their interpersonal, like their actual, like, their yaksh is, like, patriarchal, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um... I uh, felt so anarcho-primitivist yesterday because I lost my um, lacrosse ball that I, like, roll around on my back Mm -hmm. to massage it. Brutal. But I found a walnut. (laughs) And it's, like, still in the fruit, which I never knew so many things had so many layers, like onions and Shrek. (laughs) Damn, yeah. But... I was like, I'm going to roll around on this rock hard ass walnut and I posted it on my Instagram just to flex about it. Nice. That's true. I'm going to do this. I didn't do it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I might might later. How anarcho primitive is that? That's true. No parents, no rules. But yeah, let's uh, let's, let's skip ahead a little bit. Um, It's sad because there is so much good stuff. They really. Gotta wrap it up. Yeah. They reveal. um, All right. Well, the reveal is that Kellis realizes that the whole fuckery with the Vulgar Holy War, mm-hmm. where the Icurus knew that Kalmamunis and um, the Vulgar Holy War was never going to work. Right. So they, they uh, what did, I don't know, supplied the Vulgar Holy War, knowing it would fail, so it would strengthen the, the throne's own position, mm-hmm. which is now they want to make um, Confus head bitch in charge and um that way they can win as much ancestral land back right um and he's like oh shit i gotta actually make sure this doesn't happen yeah Kellis kind of gets a little bit more motivated yeah because Kellis doesn't like him already i guess yeah they're uh maybe they're too snide and they i don't know something Some... Kellis doesn't like anybody though well, or he doesn't care no, he doesn't care. Nayor, and this, he's kind of defending Kellis, or he's gassing up Kellis, which this is, like, such a cucked <laughs> paragraph. He says, from this man, he continued gesturing to Kellis, I learned that outlanders could have honor. As a slave, he fought at our side against the Coyote. Through him, through his godsend dreams, I learned of your war. I was without my tribe, so I accepted his wager. That must have just, like, destroyed him, to say. Yeah. That is very cuck-pilled. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. It's... I didn't even realize until you just reread it how... Yeah. But uh, Nayer is committed to his end goal. 
I don't know, that's how it makes sense to me, is that, like, he wants to see Moengus again so bad that he will do yeah, this himself. anything to, to do that. To get that ass. But then he does a sick-ass monologue, and he says, Do not mistake me, Enrithi, in this much Confus is right. You are all staggering drunks to me. Boys who would play at war when you should kennel with your mothers. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing of war. War is dark, black as pitch. It is not a god. It does not laugh or weep. It rewards neither skill nor daring. It is not a trial of swords, not the measure of wills. Even less it is a tool, a means to some... Even less is it a tool, a means to some womanish end. It is merely the place where the iron bones of the earth earth, meet the hollow bones of men and break them. So fucking sick. Dude. Um. I will not regret your losses, he says. (laughs) He pops off and everybody loves this. He keeps going, too. I know. He just starts getting brutal. And he goes, and talking about um, how he's going to fucking kill the phantom and rape the wives, slaughter the children. (laughs) And when I sleep, I will dream of their lamentations and be glad of heart. And all the great names are like, hmm, yeah, we like this guy. Yep. They're contemplating in stunned silence. And then Gothielk is like, he hates openly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he who hates openly can be trusted. He yeah. who hates silently is bullshit. Yeah. His shit is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then Sauban says there's wisdom in the heathen's words. This is where everyone's like, okay, let's party. Yeah, everybody gets so hyped. The one dude has two different scrolls from Mathanet, which mm-hmm. I feel like is... Is it just, there's one yes and one no? I guess so. So he's like, okay, now we'll open the yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He could be ready for either situation. I I don't know, I guess. Um, But yeah, he doesn't even get to finish his little thing and everybody. The roar of the assembly reverberates throughout the emperor's garden. And it's just, it pops off. Mm -hmm. They're going to war. Kellis kind of jumps in and backs Nair up a little bit. It's a good speech, but I feel like he kind of already knocked it out of the park, like, mm. maybe just getting the follow-up from, a, like, a, a cultured non-swine brute mm-hmm. or whatever, like, secures his position, but I think Nayer kind of already earned his spot. Yeah. They're psyched on him, dude, and, uh... They love him. And <laughs> Zarias is fucked. Yeah. The handsome face of Ikuri Zarias then turned to him... As terrified as it was enraged. Classic Zarias. And then Kellis, um, knowing that Zarias is going to try to make him come talk about why he was staring at uh, Skaos, or maybe do even worse, is like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then they we scram. And then they scram. And there's, then it's on. There's been too much truth here. Yeah. Heavy line to leave it Heavy off. Heavy line. Leave it off long. Heavy, heavy line. That was the second apocalypse. We went the same length as we always do, despite saying 15 times that we're going to hurry it up. But but that's what we got. Yeah. We'll be back next week at the same time. Yeah, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thanks for shifting to Wednesdays. Yeah, thanks for being so down for the, the, the cast. Down with the clown till you're dead in the ground. Keep it greased. Keep it pendulous. (laughs) We'll see uh, you guys next week. We'll see you next week. Love y'all. Truth shines. Bye.